0: this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast.
1: Yes, welcome back to another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We thank you so much for tuning in and connecting with us on this podcast. Thank you to all of those who have subscribed, who have left a rating and a review. And if you are not subscribed, make sure you do so right now so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode.
0: Yeah, and you can do that on whichever platform it is that you listen to us, you know, whether it's Apple Music or it's Spotify or whatever, you know, just subscribe so that you are up to date with what's going on, especially with all the current event situations that are happening. You know, we want you guys to not miss out. Why would you? You know, so how's everything going on in your world?
1: Everything is good. We are wrapping up the school year officially um so online learning distance learning is a thing of the past right now uh september Mm -hmm. is still kind of up in the air so that's kind of uh the conversation and discussion that's happening right now um it seems like you know things seem to be getting better numbers seem to be going down in reference to uh this virus and everything so we are hoping that we are kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. but other than that it's been it's been great um you know uh, wrapping up the school year and just finishing that up, you know, that feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. Um, it's been a weird year for a lot of people. <laughs> so just being able to come out at the end of it, um, you know, it feels good. How about you? How are yeah.
0: you? Yeah, I mean, in reference to the whole school thing, you know, preschool is supposed to happen in September for our oldest. Um, and so getting all that stuff done, is also very interesting um, and difficult and challenging because you have to just mail stuff in and hope that you did it right. <laughs> Um, And also not knowing whether even that's going to be an option um, that's going to happen if things go the other way in September. Um, But at the end of the day, it's just planning for the best. You may have to prepare for the worst, um, as it is with everything that's happening in the world today. Uh, But, you know, it's it's interesting because on Thursday... Um, or Friday, I remember. I don't remember when it was. I was taking a drive because uh, I had to go do something, and I and I started to see that restaurants were having people dining outside, which is something we haven't seen in months. And I was like, Wait a minute, are they doing something they're not supposed to? It's like, No, yeah, we're in phase two already here out in New York. Uh, so. It's looking a lot like it's getting back to normal. Um, And we just pray that God's covering be upon everybody because we don't want the feared second wave uh, to happen again. You know, it's going to just it's not what we're looking forward to. So but other than that, you know, taking things one day at a time and just, you know, doing the thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, now it seems like we're, you know, beginning to reopen. Stores are beginning to open up again. they're yeah. doing their, their whole curbside thing. Some stores are even opened inside. Yes. Um, yeah, so we were just looking yesterday at certain stores and uh, they're open, mm-hmm. you know, and they're taking advantage of that. And it's funny because I would never think that, you know, you type in a certain store on Google and it shows you and it says, you know, indoor shopping, yeah. you know, check. Mm-hmm. And it's like letting you know like yeah, you can come inside. It's mm-hmm. okay, you know, um but just the same way stores and everything like that are beginning to open, our churches yes. um those that, you know, uh went the online route are actually <laughs> beginning to, you know, open up yeah. and uh, host services, either you know, in their parking lots as mm-hmm. a drive-by or drive-through service. But churches are beginning to open up their actual buildings. Yes. Um, our church, for one, is opening in a few weeks as well. So um, with that comes a lot of you know questions, yes. concerns, worries, excitement at the same time. Um, you know, Trump did announce a few weeks back, and he made this big announcement about churches being essential. Yeah. And um, we saw a lot of our uh, you know, Christian brothers and sisters, truly excited, Trump supporters all the way after that, (laughs) right? Um, Which in reality, it's something that we know, right? We know churches are essential. We know the power that lies in the body of Christ. Um, But I think this challenges us to think... Outside of the idea that church is a building. Yes. Right. Yes. And pushes us a little bit into what uh, what actually is the church and what is the body of Christ. Yeah.
0: No, and I, and I agree. I think that his statement, I don't know why a lot of people were so um, excited about it, was something that we should have been realized, you know, and we should have realized it before the whole COVID situation happened. But if you didn't notice it then, then you should have noticed it when the churches were able to adapt and switch it up to maintain, you know, doing what they were doing. You know, churches no church should have completely 100% closed. And I haven't heard of any of the churches that we know that completely shut down, meaning they weren't doing online services, they weren't doing things in their parking lot, they weren't, you know, servicing the community. Like, no, no, no. Out of all the churches, and I know many, many churches, they have all figured out a way to continue to operate, if not at 100%, 90%, 75%, you know, because as a church... You know, as people from the body of Christ, we understand that we are essential. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, had their opinion and, you know, whatever in reference to what he said. But like we've been saying from the beginning, you know, we have, you know... You know, we have bobbed and weaved our way through all the challenges that came up. And, you know, it's like we also have mentioned previously, you know, this is, you know, this wasn't a vacation. You know, the church of God, the people of God, you know, should be coming out of this more stronger, should be coming out of this more tech savvy, should be coming out of this with new skills and new appreciations for things that, you know, once the church opens up, you know, we can apply that. But even if, God forbid, there's a second wave, you know, we'll be just that much more prepared to know how to deal with it.
1: Yeah, in reality, like we've said before, the church was actually never closed, yes. right? The church never shut down. Church never closed. We just weren't able to meet in a physical building. Yeah. And if anything, this is something I hope that the church and the body of Christ really learned from this experience and took from this experience. The fact that the building does not define who we are. Yes. The building does not define our you know relationship with God. It does not uh, stop our connection with God. Yeah. If anything, the fact... The fellowship and the meeting and coming together to the actual physical building of the church reinforces and strengthens Mm -hmm. everything else, right? That happens in your private life and everything else that you should be doing as a Christian. So I think that, you know, if anything, this experience, I hope it just taught us how to pivot Mm -hmm. and how to maybe be flexible in how we do things, how to change the approach in how we do things. And also just... You know, refreshing our mind and reminding us that churches are essential. But again, the physical building is Mm -hmm. not what the church is.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, we're part of the leadership team in our church. So, you know, we have been part of the conversations on the planning, the pre-planning for when the doors open. What are the new procedures that are going to be put in place? So it's actually going to be a lot more work in my opinion, to reopen, you know, a lot of the leaders are going to be, because, you know, we'll have to do multiple, ser- you know, we're a church that didn't do multiple services on a Sunday. You know, we were able to fit our whole congregation um, on a one Sunday service, uh, but because of the social distancing and the different precautions that need to be, take, they need to be taken, now we're a multiple services on a Sunday. Um, so that means that your leaders are going to be a lot more tired. Your pastors are going to be a lot more tired. You know, the cleaning staff is going to be a lot more tired. There's a lot more, you know, Things that have to be put into place, Um, so it's going to be a lot of work. So I do, I do want for the people that are not part of the leadership team, for people that aren't part of the, you know, cleaning staff in your church, that are not part of the ushers in your church, like you, you know, for the people that just show up, you know, take their their blessings and leave, you know, please be mindful of those of us that will be working hard, those of us that will be here the long extra hours, you know, those of us that are, you know, currently already working and picking and making plans and strategies on how to effectively be safe, but also give you guys the opportunity to uh, enjoy the experience once again and what it is to be in fellowship in a building.
1: And I think that It's not going to be what people expect it to be, which is the other element of, I think it will be great to be together again, Mm -hmm. you know, and depending how your church is reopening. um, But at the same time, there are certain rules that need to be put in place that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily just for your church, but New York state in general, you know, the idea of having to wear a mask, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think that... And, you know, but the social distancing and all of that, even within the church. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just think that the excitement is there of coming back. But my hope is that people understanding coming back, it's not going to be what you uh, expect it to be or what you may be used to. Yeah. I should say, right? It may be a little bit different or it's going to be a little bit different. And, you know, whether that's another, you know, phase of this that God is just trying to teach mm-hmm. us a little bit more. I know um in a lot of our churches we use the analogy of, you know, when we come to church and it's hard to really engage or connect and worship. You know, it's like, you know, the devil has your mouth shut, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's hard for you to praise God and just give God, you know, your worship sometimes in a service. And I think now you will literally have something over your mouth. You will yeah. literally have <laughs> a mask on that literally, you know, kind of symbolically blocking, mm-hmm. you know, uh your mouth and your ability to just, you know, really worship freely. And I think that this will now stretch us even more. Yeah. Right. The idea of that it may be a little awkward, it may be a little different, it may be a little weird. But even through all of that, we can still praise, we can still worship, we can still open up our mouth. But I just hope that people, like you said, have the grace mm-hmm. with other people and have have the, you know, flexibility that it's going to get, you know, it's going to take some time before we can actually get to the place where we were. And obviously, we don't even want to get to that place, right? We just hope to look beyond and even go higher.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, there are churches that are doing completely different things, you know, whether or not they're deciding to abide by their state guidelines or just like, you know, we're going to do our own thing, you know, to each his own. Uh, But for the members of the churches in general, you know, I do want to bring to your attention that please be respectful of the decisions that as a church are made. You know, because you may have, like, for example, because there's a lot of people that will look at, well, you know, people are eating outside now and they're able to, you know, be in closer spaces and not wear a mask and this, that, and the third and, you know, and be like, so if they can do it there, why can't we do it in the church? You know, there are times that the pastors or the leadership of your church actually feel the same way you do, which is like, man, we really shouldn't have the mask. But in order to keep um, safe precautions for people that do have, you know, affected immune systems or have certain... um, um, uh, illnesses that they deal with, you know, they would prefer let's be safe, let's try it this way now. And two weeks from now, things may change. You know, in two weeks from now, in New York, uh in New York, they're looking into entering phase three. You know, so things it, it may just be like you'll have to show up at two services with a mask, and after that, you no longer have to do it. So don't give your leaders a headache about it. Don't be difficult if in the parking lot, you know, there are people that are telling you, hey, you know. Be like, have a little bit more social distance or whatever it is, you know, because you don't want to add to the problem when you can just be like, you know what, we're going to join together. The purpose is to just be together in worship, is not to be, you know, doing other things. So let's do that. And then, you know, in two weeks from now, a week from now, things may change and you may be able to, you know, body slam people, hugging them and all the stuff that you're used to. Uh, But at the moment, I do think it's important that as churchgoers, we do not add to the stress that the leaders may already be having to deal with in order to keep you safe.
1: Yeah. And at the end of the day, too, it's like what we do, our worship, our praise, our commitment and dedication is to God at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, so it's like if this is what we have to endure at, you know, in this season right now, let's do it, you know, We may not completely agree. We may not completely enjoy it, but let's just do it and give it our best, right? Not complain. Do it without groaning and grumbling, right? Because um, at the end of the day, again, we are worshiping God. We are praising God. We do what we do for God. And, um, you know, it would be real silly Mm -hmm. to just... uh, Lose out on our blessing, lose out on the things that God has for us in this season, simply because we don't want to wear a mask when we go to church or we don't want to just, you know, keep a little bit of distance between us and the person next to us, you know, when we go to church. So just keeping all of these things in mind as your churches begin to reopen, you know, the physical building. And again, I just hope. In, in you know, for me, my hope is that the church really learned and benefited from this time and just realized that, again, church goes beyond the four walls of the physical
0: building. Yeah. So the other day, I think it was like two days ago or yesterday, even I was ra- I was getting an oil change from my car and I was sitting down in the waiting room over by myself and decided to open YouTube and a random video uh, just popped up on my feed that. The title of the video was what caught my eye. It was uh, Corey Asbury Reckless Love Non-Christian Reaction. So this was an individual who was recording his reaction to listening to the song "Reckless Love, which is something that we spoke about uh, many times before, or whatever, from a non-Christian perspective. Um, so the channel is um, done by Leonardo Torres Music, Leonardo Torres Music, um, is uh, the YouTube channel. And when I looked into it, he has many videos. That wasn't the first video he posted, um, but he has many videos of, of himself as a So to give you a backstory, he is a musician. You know, he plays multiple instruments and all that other stuff Um, his page has like tutorials and other stuff uh, that he does uh, musically uh, but for some you know for some reason you know someone suggested to him that he do reviews on Christian music you know in his first in his first video which I believe is him reviewing Oceans um, he speaks a little bit about his love for music that he loves all types of music all genres of music you know he's a music lover as a musician it's his thing that's what he loves Um, but what was interesting and I send this to Miguel after I had seen a couple of his videos, um, was his point of view, you know, to see someone who declares themselves as a non-believer, someone who doesn't think that they're Christian, you know, who grew up Catholic, but maybe isn't practicing um, Catholicism anymore, to sit down. And uh, I believe he also watches the music videos as he listens to the music um, and take it, my, my thing that I really liked about it was that he starts off from the perspective of the musician, you know, talking about, oh man, you know, the drums are really great. Oh, the keys at that moment, or oh, the bass was really low and really gritty. It's awesome. You know, he starts talking about like the musicality of it, and then he finds his way talking about the lyrics, and then he finds his way talking about the message of the song, and then he finds his way into reflecting on the song, and there's like this whole journey That you're watching and it was like i was talking to my wife about it and i was like through the whole video i am rooting for him i am rooting for him to have a moment i'm rooting for him to have an experience Uh, because my opinion was that i feel like i'm like he he is in search for something that he's looking for and my 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 whole thing during watching the video which is like some videos are like 15 20 minutes long is i hope he finds it whatever it is he's looking for that he's like reaching out to 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 God indirectly for that he finds it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I watched the video when you sent it to me and again there were like you said, you could see it in his eyes mm-hmm. that there was something that was happening yeah right and it's like you said you're rooting for him like man I hope that you feel it because I'm feeling it looking (laughs) at you like you know and it it was just it was really interesting because again we see reactions all the time and people reacting to things but I think it's different when you see a reaction from you know and it's so you know clear a non-Christian reaction to a Christian song right so I think that's something that uh, most people don't see so seeing it like you said in the beginning he's talking all the musical stuff Mm -hmm. you know about the instruments and everything. And it just got me thinking how God will really use anything to draw you in, Mm -hmm. to get you engaged and interested in something. And in this case, this man was completely drawn to the music. You know, obviously he's doing a video for his channel and everything, but as he's watching this, right, the music and the instruments, it's really what's getting his attention. Mm -hmm. Then it goes into like the lyrics Mm -hmm. when uh, he mentions uh, the lyric of leaving the 99 for the Mm -hmm. one. Immediately he remembered something from his, his Catholic background, right? Yeah. Going to church and listening and hearing that story. And he says, I wonder if that's what he's referencing. Mm-hmm. And then later, Corey Asbury in, in Reckless Love in this version, you know, stops the music and actually starts talking about it and talks about that story. Yeah. And it it clicks with him. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because from that moment, it was like, I feel that that was the part of the song that really touched him, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know if it's because it had something to do with his past Mm -hmm. and maybe when he learned it, he felt something Mm -hmm. or it spoke to him in a certain way that now listening to it, Mm -hmm. it's like, wow, like that triggered something in him. Right. Um, And then when Corey kind of explains the idea of leaving the 99 for the one. I don't know. I just I wanted him to shed a tear. I wanted him to cry, you know. And he looked like he he was really just engaged in what was being said. And um, again, God will use whatever man to get you and to get you kind of hooked and engaged in something. And you know, for this man, it was the music. And eventually, it it clicked in that Mm -hmm. moment of in leaving the 99. And then he started mentioning. You know, at one point he got emotional, it seemed mm-hmm. like he said, no, he Oh, I was trying yeah. I was trying not to let this happen or you know, mm-hmm. but that part, you know, in, in mm-hmm. him explaining it. Um, You know, it it was great. It was great to watch. I know you had made reference when you were when you sent this to me about the comments. Yeah. So I I looked through the comments. There's about 3000 comments Mm -hmm. and all of the comments Mm -hmm. are encouraging and uplifting. And I Mm -hmm. think everybody is Mm -hmm. rooting for this man Mm -hmm. during this video.
0: Yeah. No, it it was uh, what I was telling uh, Miguel was that for the first time ever and it's not only on this video he has multiple videos um like i also watch his video so uh, his reaction to so will a hundred billion times um and it's like and i was telling miguel it's the first time i go to the comment sections i don't find a troll I don't find somebody criticizing. I don't find somebody being negative. It was all encouraging. It was all people saying we're praying for you. People saying we're rooting for you. People like going in, like telling him that's the Holy Spirit that at that moment is, you know, and it's it was it was impactful. You know, because I think that it's a couple of things. Number one, I think that a lot of times we put things out there. You know, whether as musicians, as worshipers, as teachers, as artists, as whoever who put things out there, and we dedicate it to the Lord, and with the with the hopes and the purpose that administer to somebody, and we sometimes we don't realize the impact that it has on people. Number one. Number two, musicians. A lot of times I feel that musicians don't realize the impact and how God uses them in music, in worship, where a lot of times, you know, we maybe people feel like they chalk it up. Oh, it's a song. It's the lyricist. It's the person that's singing, that is really like, you know, that delivers it. Like, no, musicians play a key role as well, where you are ministering through your piano, your guitar, your bass, your drums, your flute, whatever it is, your violin, your saxophone, and it ministers to people, and it impacts people. It impacted him. That's what yeah. grabbed him from the beginning, yeah. the musicality of it. And I like how in, so, in his video for So Will I a um, hundred billion times, he speaks and he does the same thing with the Corey, um, with the Reckless Love song, how the musicality of it helps illustrate the lyrics of the song
1: yeah and that was one thing i was going to mention he literally described kind of in his mind the visual yes right and it was based off of the instrument so he mm-hmm. would say wow it's like right now like the drums and the rhythm it's like you know we're climbing the mountain mm-hmm. you know we're, we're seeing the shadows and then it's like you know when the when the music breaks he's like yeah and right now it's like the mountain's been climbed mm-hmm. the shadows have been lit all through not the mm-hmm. lyrics mm-hmm. right but just through the instruments because yes. that's what he connected to yes you know and i think even within the Church. When people come to church, there are people I think that connect to different things in a service. Yes, there are people that love the word and connect to that the most. There mm-hmm. are people that you know connect to uh, you know seeing people that they haven't seen in a long time, worship and praise. It it encourages them. There are people that can connect to the musicians and they're mm-hmm. literally watching the musicians and yes. engaging with the musicians. There are people that engage with the worshiper and the lyrics. So you know we have to just remember that we're all a part of the body. Mm-hmm. We all have a function, and at the end of the day it could be a baseline it could be the rhythm of the drums it can be the emphasis of the guitar guitar strum that really breaks chains for someone in the supernatural and yeah. we say those things like break chains for some right and it sounds so you know an idea so far-fetched but it's reality, yes. you know, a yes. guitar strum, you know, uh, the beat of a drum, the rhythm can really mm-hmm. change someone and, and mm-hmm. engage them and captivate them. And that's what it did for this individual as he was watching, Yeah. you know, and definitely go check out the video. You see the progression. And sometimes I feel like even us as believers, that's what we look
0: like. Yes. I was going to say that. We yes.
1: look like the individual that is, is on a journey, mm-hmm. you know, God is speaking, God is doing things, and God, it, it, he's doing all sorts of stuff around us, and we know it's God, and we know, but yet still, there's a part of us that's in waiting Mm -hmm. a part of us that's expecting a part of us that wants to really let go and release but holds back a little bit Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes it it takes a while to really break those walls in in our life down Mm -hmm. right and um definitely in that video you see man that this individual was really touched and impacted and I loved at the end of it all, you know, at the end of the reaction, he poses a question. Yes. You know, and his question and and he like struggled even, you know, was emotional as he was asking. He says, you know, I get this and I get your lyrics. Mm-hmm. You know, I like how he put that too. like, you know, your lyrics, like, you know, your, your, your people. Right. I, I understand all of that. But the question he had that he posed was, why can't we love that way? Mm hmm. Why can't we love deeply? You know, so here's a man who's claiming he puts it in the caption, non-Christian reaction, right? Not a believer, has some background information and knowledge about who God is, posing the question as to why man, mm-hmm. why we as humans can't love in a reckless way, can't mm-hmm. love in a way that, you know, and similar to the way that God loves. Yeah. What did you think when you heard that question?
0: I thought it was an added question. I think it's a valid question because the truth of the matter is, is that we should be striving to love the way that God loves. But because of our humanity, because of our flesh, some we a lot of times fall short. So what I mean by that is is that where, you know, we will eventually reach a place of forgiving someone or loving somebody, regardless of what they do, there's a lot of mess that happens before that, whether it be your human action of getting angry, your human reaction of getting angry, or because in the heat of the argument or the moment you say something you're not supposed to say, things that we will we don't experience with God. You know, we where there's never a situation where God said something to you out of pocket. There's never a situation where, you know, God is so messed up that he gives you a dirty look or and I'm so mad that he gives you a dirty, like, we don't have that moment with God because of God's perfect love, you know, he's able to go beyond that. But as humans, unfortunately, you know, those are the things that we struggle with, those emotions, those feelings, those thoughts that take us a lot longer to get to that point. Um, but I think that the comments were evident of how as humans, as people, you know, we are trying, trying to strive to that moment of perfect and reckless love. You know, nobody criticized him. Nobody was like, ha, 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 you're getting emotional. Or nobody was like, arrepientate, you shouldn't be a non-Christian, believing. Like, nobody was going in in that route. It was all encouraging. It was all loving. It was all uplifting. And I think that, you know, regardless of all the mess and chaos that is happening, especially now, you know there is still a glimmer of hope. There are still people out there that are willing to try to love the way that God loves.
1: Yeah, and I think, again, it's it's the job, you know, it's our job as, you know, believers to represent Christ well in those moments. There yeah. are people that have misrepresented Christ. There are people who have been hurt and let down by believers yes. or look at believers as, you know, a bad example because of their own experience. So it's our job to sometimes undo that, mm-hmm. right? And the way we undo that is by representing him the right way and showing people what this is actually what a Christian is. This is actually how we love. This Mm -hmm. is actually how we operate and how we move, how we do things. And that speaks volumes. So I think the comment section was evidence, like you said, you know what, there are people out there Mm -hmm. that are rooting for you. There are people out there that can love, Mm -hmm. you know, in a reckless way now to say that there'll ever be people where we 100% of the time love the way God loves i think that's just part of our humanness yeah. i think we can never mm-hmm. love to that extreme yes. you know i think we do get tired we do get disappointed we do get discouraged and again that's a reminder of our humanness mm-hmm. we are human you know and that's why we look to god in those moments yes. and that's why we lean on god because again No one can love like he loves, Mm -hmm. you know, but I just, you know, that question, I really felt his concern and his just his questioning and it was a that genuine moment. question yeah he was really asking why can't we love in this way and you know the video was posted about a week ago um, when I looked it said uh, one week ago so obviously with everything that's happening right now you know we have protests we have rioting we have you know uh, still trying to work through the whole pandemic coronavirus situation there are just a lot of things that are happening in the world right now and I think again crisis and moments of chaos and moments like this gives the church an opportunity. Yeah, it gives the church a window. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes we miss it. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't take advantage of it. We're given such an opportunity right now to show the world the light, to show the world who God really is. Yes. you know, and people like this individual, you know, um, are hungry. They're mm-hmm. thirsty, and people are looking. For an answer. Mm -hmm. And it's great because, you know, the song is not a four-minute song. It's not a five-minute song. It's like over 10 minutes, I believe, because the video itself was about like 19 minutes. Yeah, the video. You know? So he literally sat there Mm -hmm. through the whole song. Yes, it's a reaction, and yes, but, you know, I admired that about him, that he Mm -hmm. really he sat there and listened from beginning to end because the moment that you really could see that he was ministered to and that it really touched him was towards the end of the video, mm-hmm. you know, and kudos to him for doing that. But there are people out there who don't give it a chance. Yeah. And there are people out there that, you know, they put those time limits and those time frames and deadlines where if they don't see it or hear it or feel it, it's, it's a thing, it's over, mm-hmm. you know? So I think both sides Right. Need to have that in mind and have that grace where, you know, us as believers, let's truly represent God. And in this time right now that we're living in, you know, let's continue to be the church that God intended us to be. Yes. You know, so many people have been posting about, you know, all of these movements and, you know, um, Unfortunately, there is division in the body of Christ in reference to everything that is happening right now. You know, we're seeing a lot of uh, preachers and speakers and, you know, Christian singers and artists putting out statements about the Black Lives Matter movement or about racism. And um, Natalie Grant was one, you know, started speaking out about Black Lives Matter, started speaking about about everything that's happening right now. And she said she lost followers. Mm -hmm because of this people Mm -hmm. who think that that's you know causing division in the body of christ or people who think that church and politics shouldn't mix and shouldn't be you know uh spoken about on that platform we have people Mm -hmm. like israel houghton lucia parker you know posting up uh certain you know um ideas and quotes about everything that's happening and just people in the comment section you know these are christians they say Mm -hmm. these are people Mm -hmm. that love god they say right just kind of saying like you know we shouldn't be doing that we shouldn't be saying that god loves us all you know why are causing division by Mm. saying black lives matter or you know look at this look at that and just causing even more division right and craziness and of course there are those that aren't believers Mm. that are in the comment section that read that that look at that and it justifies their point Mm. so i think that definitely in this time this is something that we need to consider
0: yeah. And I think that, you know what, it's the 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 phrase of Black Lives Matter. My Spanish almost came out. <laughs> the phrase of Black Lives Matter. Sometimes it's a bit controversial because it's tied to an organization. But it's OK for you to have, you know, whatever your opinion is about the organization is your opinion about the organization. But the statement that Black Lives Matter is important, in my opinion. And, you know, and it's the the key th- to that is it's not saying that. The rest of the lives don't matter. It's just highlighting that there has been an oppression or there's been like this um, there's been proof to show that as a society, uh, you know, black lives and people of color as well, you know, have been made to feel like their lives are less than. And that's what the protest and all that is is going on. So it's okay to say, you know, Black Lives Matter, but then have questions about the organization. What are they using funds for? But those are two separate things. And people need to know how to separate the two things. You know, um, as Christians, all lives matter, yes. But at this moment, we're championing and we're fighting for, you know, equality and rights for a group of us that feel that society as a whole has made them feel less than, you know. And the way that we do that is by, you know, Doing everything that I've always spoken about, you know, the protesting and, you know, making sure that you're part of your legislator and, you know, voting and all that other stuff. But the key to a lot of it is really is loving the way that God. Loves us.
1: Yeah. uh, Christian rapper KB has been posting a lot on his Twitter about everything that's going on. And one of his tweets that he put out on June 2nd, um, he posed the question How do I know if I have made an idol out of my politics? Mm -hmm. And he answers it by saying, When you see the war on racism as a battle of the left versus the right, instead, Of the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of darkness, Mm -hmm. and I think again as believers we have that knowledge that we know this is a spiritual war. Yes, kingdom of God versus the kingdom of darkness. Yeah, and to you know combat a spiritual war you need to fight spiritually, and Mm -hmm. this is again where the church comes in. You know it's important to continue that conversation. Yes, it's important. Um, you know, you know even us on this platform to remind you and encourage you to continue to pray Mm -hmm. and continue to find ways to actively you know, help. Um, yeah. I know there are a lot of, you know, uh, online petitions and support and signatures that you can do and you know, things, uh, letters that you can write. I know our church did that, um, as well and sent it out. So there's a lot that can be done, mm-hmm. you know, but ultimately as believers, let's remember that this battle and everything that we are facing right now is the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of darkness. And we know yeah. that the kingdom of God is about love.
0: Yeah. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in. We do want to give you the heads up that if you see a new logo or if you see things shifting, uh, whether it is in the actual our actual podcast episodes or on the on the interface of our podcast, do not get scared. Do not get worried. You do not run into a different podcast. We're definitely looking into sprucing things up, you know, changing things around here and there. So we're excited for that, you know. Go ahead, Jen. Yeah, so something.
1: just, you know, be sure the next few weeks, uh, you know, to check in. You'll definitely be hearing some new things and seeing some new things and again, um you know, just engaging a little bit more. So be sure to subscribe. We cannot stress that enough to subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave a rating. That definitely helps us as well. So if you can go on there, you know, leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe, that will help us Tremendously, You can follow us on all social media at God Life Culture Podcast and be sure to catch us for our next episode.
0: Yes. And as always, please share, share, share. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't be greedy. You know, post it on your social media uh, when you're listening to our episode. Send it to your friends, send it to your youth group. You know, get it out there because our goal is to just reach the soul. So we want to thank you once again to listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. That's God Life, Life Culture. Culture. Until now next time. See ya. Bye.